Welcome to the morning show with Michael and Elisa. Oh, wait a minute. It's not the morning show, is it? Well, it's midday show when it first comes out. Well, with us, it could be at any time. It could be the midnight show whenever yeah. we're recording. You wanted to record at midnight last night. And you said no. Absolutely. After the last one you did that with? I know. And you know what? People don't know that you took a sleep aid before I- that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for those who don't know, I actually work night shift when I do work so it can totally mess my week up if I don't have something so I take a natural sleep aid like melatonin it's like one one milligram of melatonin and some chamomile and some other things but anyway I I had said to you let's go record and you were like it's midnight I'm like I don't care I don't want to get up early and do it please 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 and you were like you did not want to do it and we did it it and I was I just fumbled all around, couldn't think, lost my thought many times. And I lose my thought. And we, you know, when you're recording, it's easy to lose your train of thought. But this was exceptional, wasn't it? It was exceptional. But you did good. But that was, what, two or three weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. Maybe people don't even know what happened. Yeah. So we did have a little glitch last week, though, on our uh, broadcast when it was posted. It cut out Art and Carol Hernandez, our guests. You couldn't hear anything they were saying. So we got it fixed. Yeah, it could if be interesting. Out, yeah, if you went out here, yeah, it's like, what do you think? You know, and <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> that that was about the way it went. So, but anyway, we did get it fixed. If you went out and listened to that podcast and had those blank spaces in it, it's supposed to be fixed. We don't know how long it takes to repost to iTunes and oh. things like that. But that's it's probably our first really big one thing, that yeah. didn't. Yeah. But it is the the correct link that lets you hear all of it is up on our Facebook page. So, so if people ha- tried to listen to that, it just hadn't gotten corrected yet. They can go out can to go your to Facebook the, page, which right. is uh, it's the Dream Stories Podcast Facebook page. Okay. Yep. So they can go there and okay, find cool. it. So it's good. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, Michael, I know you're going to be excited about this, but I'm going to talk about one of your dreams. We had I had the weirdest. <laughs> You know, See, I, I really, I don't. the podcast now, I have to listen to your dreams. Well, I don't want to tell you That's every true. dream I have. It's true. You don't. That's right. And I only get to do this once a week. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's only every day. So, I want to talk, I don't necessarily want you to interpret the dream. I'm not asking you to, because I know that that's kind of weird when you and I interpret each other's dreams, but sometimes it can work out well, like it did the other day when I interpreted yours. You it, did. I actually. had no idea what my dream meant. You did mm-hmm. good with it. But go ahead. Um... So what happens, okay, so yesterday I was talking to my son, and I was telling him how someone had taken a photo of him and was talking about how handsome he was. And uh, not biased. He really is handsome. He is handsome. And so I was like, Noah, you know, my friend was telling me how, you know, they took a picture, they were taking a picture of everybody, and you were in it, and they were just talking about how handsome you were and how much you look like Elvis, which he gets that a lot. He's got dark hair, bright blue eyes. He's just handsome, and he and he's got a little pompadour, you know that he and, he's and working right now. He's single. He so. is single, <laughs> but he's been working out. When he he's in this shape. Podcast, that will come yeah. out, I'm sure. So. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna love that. But anyway, so he's been working out. He's he's getting in shape and everything. It's just really nice to see this uh, transition happening with him and and who he is, you know. And and everybody comes into their own, and they kind of become their own person. And you just see that happening uh, with him over the last few years. But anyway. So, 
I was saying, you know, how handsome. I said, you really are handsome. I said, and I had been telling him he looks like Elvis, and he thinks it's funny, and he doesn't agree. He disagrees. And so the other day he was at work, and somebody came in and said, has anybody ever told you you look like Elvis? That's the voice he used. (laughs) (laughs) That was to disguise whoever it really was, because I don't know anybody he talks that way. Well, all you have to do is go to Leeds, Alabama, and you can find them. Really? We live in Leeds, so we're part well, of no, the No, we live in Irondale right we now. Do. We're moving to Leeds. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Anyway, so um, so a couple of people have been saying that. So I pull up a picture of Elvis, and I let Noah look at it, and I'm like, can you do this pose? And we were just laughing, having a good time, and he was kind of doing some of the Elvis poses. So, oh, he's going to hope none of his friends listen to this, because now they're going to ask him to do an Elvis pose. But anyway... So last night in my dream, I mean, it was so chopped up. So what I wanted to ask you is, how do you, how do you know when it's the Lord giving you the dream or that if it's not just coming from your flesh? Did you dream about Elvis? I did. Really? I did. <laughs> it was a weird, can I tell you? Okay, I'm going to okay, tell you the dream. I'm not asking, no. You, you got to give me the whole thing. <laughs> so I dreamed okay. somehow that I, this boat, it's like a flat bottom John boat is going through this certain area. And I I get in the boat. Now, I don't know how it's moving across the land, but it is moving across the land pretty quickly. My cousin is standing there. I said, hey, Lynn, you want to get on? She jumps on the boat with me. She and I are going through pretty quickly through town on this boat that's metal. It's metal. On the boat. It's a John boat. No, but no wheels. Okay. And I see the rivets. In the bottom of the boat, and I'm thinking, those things are going to get hot in a minute, and it's going to burn my feet, but it never did. We go into this town area, and everyone's talking about that they that they want to go see the Elvis Museum. So we get to the town, and somehow we stop at this little place. It has a swimming pool, and the swimming pool is above ground. It looks like a big bathtub. And it's kind of wobbling, like it's got way too much water in it. And I'm thinking, that thing's going to collapse. And I knew it was in an underprivileged area. Like, there were a lot of kids there. And it was like, they were so excited to be there. But this pool, I was thinking, oh, God bless them. You know, this is not like the best event in the world. But to them, it was, right? right? So we get back on that little boat. And we're going down the road after we make that little stop. And I see the little Elvis Museum up on the hill. And we go up to kind of... Just look at Elvis. He's supposed to be, he literally is in the museum. The, like a dead Elvis in the museum. His wife happens to be there. I don't know who she was. But we get up there and she's, um, they're going to take Elvis out of the museum. By this time I realize it's like a corpse. Like it's a dead Elvis. So not taxidermied Elvis. N- well, I think he was supposed to be, but they were trying to keep him preserved. Okay. All right, so That's weird. now he's on like this table-like thing riding downtown in front of the boat. So I'm in the boat with my cousin if Elvis. any of you <laughs> out there have ever worried about sharing your dreams in public, <laughs> Elisa has just made it possible for you to share Pretty anything. much anything. Okay, go ahead. So I start, everybody's thinking Elvis is good and alive and... But I'm seeing it's a corpse, and I can see the back of his neck, and I can see yucky, mucky stuff leaking out of it and stuff like it was the preservative. And I'm telling, (laughs) 
Stop. Okay. I, th- this ahead. is important. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. The reason why it's important because we need to be educated. People like me <laughs> need to be educated. So, so I know that I need to put diapers on him because he's going to get really leaky. So everybody leaves, and I'm going to put these big diapers you, you normally have at a hospital that you put on patients. And um, I don't get to, we don't ever get to it. Um, and I realize it's starting to get dark and time is running out before I can complete all the tasks. And you and I have to go to his wife and tell his wife, Elvis is still out there. We didn't have time to go take care of him. Somebody else needs to go take care of him. Okay. Now, I say all that to say, I'm not asking you to interpret this dream because, honestly, I don't... I don't think it's interpret. I don't think you can interpret it. But anyway, I'm I'm thinking. Okay, yesterday I talked about Elvis. I talked to Noah about Elvis. That could just be a fleshly type dream. Although I have to say, me being in the John boat, asking my cousin to get on the back of it, to me that meant something. But everything else, it just seems so weird. And how many dreams can we have? Well, me a lot, I'm sure, where it just seems like it's one scene after another. It doesn't make sense. There's a, a John boat. There's a pool with all these underprivileged kids around watching it, and it's amazing, but it's wobbling. And then I, it just seems like it was just so discombobulated and just, I don't know. Why, why? Well, you know, I think one of the things you have to remember, Lisa, is that, that we do have soul dreams. I'm not sure that one is, but but right. we do have soul dreams, and soul dreams are effectively. You know, dreams come from three places. We've talked about this in other other podcasts. Dreams come from God. Dreams come from the enemy, and dreams come from our own soul. And soul dreams basically are comprised of dreams where the things of the day, or the things we're emotionally involved in, or the things we're worried about, yeah, well up in our dreams. That can be things we've had conversations about in the day, like. The Elvis issue. Well, on, and reflecting back on that, actually, now that you say that, you know, we always talk about color, and sometimes you don't even think about color in dreams because sometimes there's very bright and vibrant colors. And when we're teaching people on dreams, we tell them, or we ask them, did it have color? And some people will go, I'm not really sure. And then you have to ask them more questions like, well, was it like bright and daylight, or was it kind of misty dark gray you know what are just muted and then when you ask people was there light and then they can begin to differentiate and then they'll begin to go oh yeah i remember there was this little pink flower or this well that's color if you know that it was a pink flower but when i think about that dream i don't remember any color in that dream and it was seemed to be kind of a dark and not dark i wouldn't say it's dark i didn't fear feel fear or anything like that. It not didn't seem dark, dark emotionally, but dark in Right. It was just uh, like context. it was just like it was dusk throughout the whole dream. Yeah, dusk. That can be a really good indicator that the dream is a soul dream or a dream from our adversary because you know, we didn't really get a chance last week to to talk in full about light and color. But color comes from light. God is light. He fills our dreams with light and color. Our enemy is a counterfeiter, which means that he's not able to to fill up things with color. And so what we find out there is that um, there is, a, there is a, a, a place where color tells us 
where the dream comes from. Right. Basically. And I, I wouldn't have noticed that, but you just began to talk about soul dreams, right? Yeah. And even though I said, I think that had some meaning. My cousin, you know, jumping on the backside of the boat with me, I could have had some meaning. But actually, I've been talking to my, that particular cousin a good bit recently. Right. You know, and so it just may have been that I've been thinking about her. I've been praying for her, you know, and then me having all that interaction with Noah yesterday. It just made me wonder, okay, is this coming from my soul, you know? Well, and soul dreams <laughs> do draw out of our own uh, experiences, our own emotions, our own feelings, our own conversations, things yeah. like that. That's what a soul dream is. Now, the, the interesting thing about that is it doesn't mean you can't interpret a soul dream because a spirit-led interpretation to a God dream has great value. Yeah. But a spirit-led interpretation to a soul dream or to a dark dream, a dream from the, the adversary, can also still have value. It doesn't mean it just doesn't have value. And so I do think it's important. And I think, you know, your dream, the other thing we have to remember is you can have a dream where the elements in the dream come from your soul, but God is still trying to communicate something to you through the dream. Elvis is really dead. It, he really I'm not is. sure that was the message that, that God wanted you to hear, but yeah. but he probably is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a believer in he's still I alive. I was convinced so after I... Saw what I saw last yeah, night. Was, <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So, but I'm thinking with with the with the dream having less color and things in it, uh, even there, it doesn't mean they're not things that you can interpret from it. And so I think that dream has to do with being distracted and feeling there are things that you have to take care of that you're not able to take care of, and feeling a little bit of pressure on it. And it is not what God wants. That's how the enemy wants it, to feel pressure that you didn't get the job done in taking care of something. And you're a nurse, so you have a natural tendency to want to help take care of things. And so if you, there's a soul dream here, it doesn't mean we can't learn something from it. It's you dealing with the things of your day, needing to take care of Elvis's body. To, to make sure everything's all right, and, and you're having to ask somebody else to do it at the end of the dream. There's this weight on you that it creates, this concern that I'm not accomplishing what I'm supposed to. And I think you struggle with that sometimes, thinking that I mean, we're dealing not- with that right now. I mean, honestly, I'm, I, 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 and I don't always tell you, I'm, I, I try not to carry the stress of the day, but thinking about all we need to do to... You know, we're looking at possibly building and stuff like that in our a house to live in or, you know, to do ministry out of. And I'm trying to handle all, I feel like I have to handle every tiny little step. And, and I know you probably feel like I'm micromanaging you. I'm like, have you done this? Have you done that? And things I can't do that I want you to do it because I want to get it done. I'm in a hurry. I want to get it done. And it's not getting done in the time frame I want it to get done in. Yeah. And, and I think a dream like that, that is a soul dream saying mm-hmm. you're dealing with this. Yeah. This is something that's weighing on you. Yeah. And then and then the Lord's message in that, God's message in that, the message from the Spirit in that is, look, I know this is stressful, but it's going to get handled. Somebody will take yeah. care of things. That's true. And so uh, I do think that we can find hope. We can find a message. We can find understanding, even in dreams that are really more colorless and soul dream-based. So I, I would think there's still value in that dream. Well, that's good to know. You know, I mean, there's that 
just because we dream something doesn't mean it's like God sending us this huge message or direction. But how does that work out? Okay, so we talk a lot of times about, and I'm, I may be putting you on the spot, and I don't mean to. Uh, you may have to look up some stuff and really investigate this. But when we talk about uh, Freud and how he did dreams, and he talked about dreams coming from within. And we say, when we teach, we say it comes from God. From without. Yes. Dreams come to us from the outside is our belief. Freud and Jung both believed dreams came from the inside. Jung had a little more of an idea that there was a collective consciousness kind of thing. And, and you could get external input, but the dream still originated from within inside you. And do you think that's why they said that? It's because I have these worries, these concerns. So that's bubbling up from within me. Yeah, so see, Freud, Freud would have looked at that kind of dream as explaining to you something that was a weight or a pressure you were carrying that needed a release valve. That would be kind of the way Freud would look at things. Well, there's still an element of truth to that. Yeah. Just because the way Freud and Jung and others looked at dreams had corrupted uh, understanding doesn't mean that the understanding of dreams that they had didn't have some basis in reality in the spiritual realm. Jung had a lot of spiritual input into the way he saw dreams, even though it was really kind of negative because he had really bad experiences with God in his mind, um, you know, in the way he saw things. He was still a, a spiritual person of sorts. Yeah, Freud had some spiritual, you know, background, but then negatively impacting him. So you don't try and look at Freud and Jung and say they had no basis in anything they said. You have to look at it and say they often couldn't get to the right end result because they started at the wrong starting point. Yeah. They didn't have a foundation that was built on the idea that dreams are external and come, you know, and come to us from our creator. Yeah. But a soul dream tends to fall into that category of dreams that Freud kind of did have some a little bit weird of, understanding yes. of. And that was, that was, it did, a soul dream does tend to start from within. Yeah. And so it does identify some of the pressures and some of the, the uh, weight that a person carries, and the way Freud would talk about it would be that it would be, uh, it would be a release valve. Yeah, uh, you couldn't release those things in conscious life, so there was a release valve in your dream life that mm -hmm. came from it. And and I think the challenge to that is that Freud saw everything that way. And you cannot use that to interpret dreams by the way he interpreted dreams. No. You do not come to the same conclusion. You because know that even when we look at your dream as being, let's just say it is a release valve for that pressure you're feeling, the context you're in, if we look at that solely by Freud's mindset and idea, it, it would come back to a soulish way of trying to deal with that pressure. You've got to go back to something in your childhood caused you to start feeling this way, or it's a mother issue or a father issue. Right. Or something. It would always come back to one of those type things. And in reality, when we look at a dream from a spirit-led interpretation, even a soul dream, we're looking for the metaphors there that will point us to what God wants to do to help us overcome that. And so when you think about Elvis, he was the king. Yeah. They called him the king. But he was a worldly king, a natural king, a yeah. man who tried to be king, and that's never lasting. So when you try and overcome things or deal with all the stuff you need to do with your natural ability— 
it, it usually ends up with death. Yeah. It, it ends up with things just not being able to be taken care of. Yeah. And so the message is there's another way. There's a way for the Spirit to carry you through. And that's how we transition over, isn't it? When someone has a soulless dream, we used to call it kind of flipping it or something like that. It's turning the dream around to where God still has something He can teach you through it. And honestly, when you when you began to speak, it's like, okay, I need to chill. I need to stop worrying about. I mean, what if the reason why, it's just like we were going to do some things today and we were told, well, we can't do them till next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that did to me? Yeah, that you carried weight, just oh like in gosh. your dream. I can't. Get I'm the sure you saw on. the look in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just so frustrated. I was like, yeah. "Okay, here we are. We're delayed again." But God may be doing something in the meantime that allows it to be a better thing for us, well, or I, holding back because something else may be about to happen. That you know, so many things, and we we want things to happen in our timeline. And we have to be patient, and 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 I so that's what I'm getting from that dream. I need to be patient. I don't have to worry. I don't have to make things happen, uh, even though. And I've, you don't fix it yourself. Someone yeah. else will take care of things. And I was trying to fix it. I was mm-hmm. trying to handle everything, and I, we finally had to go to someone and just be really honest. Just say, "Look, we are we did not get to it. We did not get to that, and we're probably not going to get to that. So, here are the diapers. Yeah, there's only so <laughs> much you can do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and see, that's the thing. How do you deal with a soul dream? That that's that's a real issue. That's a great topic. I'm glad you raised it because people do have those soul dreams. And how do you deal with them? How do you grasp what it is you handle? And there, there. This is why sometimes people believe that Freud and Jung's methods of dream interpretation are valid and useful, is because the more soul dreams you have, the more random chance there is that a Freudian type interpretation could end with the same general result, but it's not going to give you the life, the hope that a spirit-led interpretation is going to give. And so one of the things about soul dreams is not allowing that to catch us and pull us into the trap of falling into that idea or that mindset that, oh, well, Freud's method of interpretation works. Yeah. Or Jung's method of interpretation works. Uh, I mean, psychoanalysis, uh, some studies were done some years ago, and they found that the percentage of people who improved after psychoanalysis and dream analysis and things like that from Freud's perspective, the percentage of people who improved after receiving that kind of analysis was no different than the percentage of people who improved who didn't get anything. Right. And they're still continuing that now. They're saying, okay, now we don't need to continue to do it the way we used to do it. They're changing. They are changing the way they they do counseling now. And and don't hear me being critical and saying Freud was a bad person or Jung was a bad person. Listen, they were people, period. And they did the best they could. But we have light that they didn't get, that they didn't capture. And when you apply that light, that hope to a soul dream, you still get or you end up with an interpretation that can bring life and give hope. And whereas Freud and Jung's methods tended to be much more of the mindset that, well, here's your problem. Yeah. There's not really a solution. And see, your dream has a solution. You need to let go because there are people who will carry some of the things you can't get to. Yeah. You just have to let it go and be willing to let someone else do it. 
That's good. I like it. And, you know, I when I woke up from the dream this morning, I was like, oh, my goodness. I mean, I woke up frustrated thinking, how how do I even wrap my brain around that? I don't even know how. That can't be. I can't even interpret that. How can that be interpreted? And I'm not saying I don't feel that way sometimes about other dreams. But as you, the thing that I think is so therapeutic and really helps people gain understanding or more uh, wisdom about how God is trying to speak to us is talking about the dream. Well, and and, and so I appreciate you letting me because I, <laughs> I know I know you love me, but I know I can I can frustrate you sometimes because like oh my goodness, do we have to talk about one of your dreams again? I'm not saying you're well, bad, no, but, but because I have these a lot, don't I? I mean, do, I mean but, I have dreams, well, not soul dreams, like right? You have a lot of dreams. I have a period. lot of dreams, and sometimes they're weird and crazy and. And I wake up with a bunch of them, and you hear dreams all the time. I mean, let's just be really honest. You don't want to. You don't. It's kind of like if you were cutting hair. You don't want to come home and cut hair. You know, if that's your hairdresser, you've been doing it all day. It's just not something you want to do. If you if you uh, are are a pastor and you preach all day, you don't necessarily want to come home and counsel people all night after you've been at church. You know. So I understand why it's not something. But two, it's that you're close in relationship, and we we talk about that a lot. But well, I'm it is, and, and and once you get into that mode, and I'm you know you sort of tricked me into interpreting the dream, but that's okay. It, it's once you get into I really that wasn't mode, trying to sort of bring it out, and I'm even thinking about the first part of your dream in the boat with no wheels going down the street. That's something you think of typically about a vehicle that moves well in the spirit. But it's out of place. It's on and the I road. Have, it's on the road. It's <laughs> out of place. It's not that it's a bad vehicle. It's yeah. being used in a place or a position that makes it more challenging and more risky to use it. And that's, you know, that's part. And, and if you think about it, I happen to know the family member you invited into the vehicle. And you and she struggle in the same ways yeah. with trying to apply things in places that are really difficult and figure things out and make things work. Well, of course, we want to. We're yourself. moms. We want to bring solutions exactly. to things. Interesting. So interesting. Now that we're talking about this, is I have my dad's John boat, and before I went to bed last night. You had asked me something yesterday. Do you remember what it was? I said we got to remember to tell our son it filled up with water. Yeah, the John boat and his boat that my dad gave to both of us filled up with water. And I, I laid in bed last night worried, oh, my goodness, we forgot to go empty the water out. Who's going to help us empty it? They're going to be heavy. You know, is there so a plug we can? <laughs> again, those are soul dream exactly. elements that were coming up. But it doesn't mean they don't reveal something. I agree. That's and I'm hearing is. you. And I really am hearing you. And I hope the listeners are are gaining some understanding by this too because we want to talk about all elements of dreams and I'm just talking about just some weightiness that's been going on in my life lately but as we're sitting here talking because we're mulling it over more things are being revealed and it can bring relief to that weightiness that caused the soul dream in the first place because now you've identified it you recognize it's present you recognize it's out of place in your life. Yeah. For you, a soul dream is out of place. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so you recognize it is out of place in your life, mm-hmm. and you can then start to deal with it in your waking day-in, day-out walk. Yeah, it's true. It's good. Well, thank you, Michael. Oh, wow, we covered some territory, didn't we? Just, we did. Look at that. Yeah. It's rolling along. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So, and, and you know, folks who don't know or don't realize this, we don't plan these podcasts out. We feel like it's a lot more valuable to you to hear us just naturally flow. And that's why sometimes we could get silly and 
didn't turn serious. It's just a natural flow of our conversation. We don't write a script. We don't sit down and try and plan out. So you're getting a flow of what's coming out of our heart, out of our spirit, out of our you know core, so to speak, and, and what's in us from time we've spent. Yeah, we'll occasionally get started on something, and one of us will look a scripture up or right. look, a, look up a, a definition of something or whatever like that, but we don't sit down and script these boxes. No, we don't, and sometimes it's just like we sat down a few minutes ago and just said, okay, what are we going to talk about? And and I said, well, I have this question for you, you know. Yeah, I said, and wait. Let's you said, wait, it. let's do it. Let's do it on the and, uh, yeah, I mean, I love that. It's it's fresh bread, right? Yep. It's, it's, very- it's, it's fresh bread. It's enough for today. God gives us enough for today. That doesn't mean that it isn't good to plan. It's good to plan. Right. And there are many times you and I will be at, uh, at a conference or something or doing some type of workshop with people, and they'll give us a dream, and we'll be like, oh, man, that would be a great dream to use as a teaching tool. And we'll keep it, you know, kind of like in a file in the back of our head, and we'll use it. Right. Come up with it. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's why we love doing it this way. So it's really yeah. good. Well, our time's almost up. So let's just remind you again, uh, we really appreciate your support. Uh, your comments are very welcome. And your financial support is a huge part of making this happen. I, you know, I don't talk about that too often. I do mention it casually from time to time. But, you know, if, 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 um, if these podcasts are valuable to you, if you find them helpful, um, Drop out to our website, to our Facebook page, hit the donate button, and uh, just make a little donation. It's it's not uh, major, but it doesn't have to be major, but it does help us cover the costs of these things and helps us stay on the air with it, and we would be grateful for that. Uh, along with that, we appreciate your prayers and your comments. If you are listening to us on iTunes or Google Play, rate us. Uh, if you're listening from the website or from the um Facebook page or some podcasting service of some kind, leave us a comment. Let us know it's valuable to us. Uh, also, feel free, drop out to the website or to the Facebook page or comment on one of the uh, podcasts. Uh, if there's a topic you would like us to cover or a question you have, feel free to make those comments. If, if we don't get to it, it'll probably mean because we just didn't notice it or missed it or didn't see it because we love being helpful, answering questions and uh, doing things that are relevant for you when it comes to uh, dream interpretation and understanding it. So we love it, and we have enjoyed being with you yes, again Yes, we have. And so until next time, keep dreaming.